Paige Browning here from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle, where it is a busy news day. So let's get to it. Here are today's top stories. It's Tuesday, February 6th. Starting with Boeing today, because we're getting some answers about the mid-air blowout. Missing bolts appear to be what caused a piece of a door to detach from a Boeing 737 MAX 9 last month. That is according to a new report from the National Transportation Safety Board. Monica Nicholsberg is following this today. The door plug panel that blew off of an Alaska Airlines flight one month ago was missing four bolts designed to hold it in place. The NTSB findings confirm suspicions that an installation error at Boeing's Renton factory likely caused the incident. In a statement responding to the report, Boeing said it's implementing a comprehensive safety plan. Boeing is under increased scrutiny from federal regulators in the wake of the near disaster. And though inspected MAX 9s have been cleared to fly again, regulators won't let Boeing increase production of the jet until quality control issues are resolved. Monica Nicholsberg, KUOW News. And if that weren't bad enough news for the plane industry today, there's this. The head of the FAA, the administrator, testified to Congress saying the FAA's own system of oversight is not delivering safe aircraft. Here he is, Administrator Michael Whitaker. Going forward, we will have more boots on the ground closely scrutinizing and monitoring production and manufacturing activities. Boeing employees are encouraged to use our FAA hotline to report any safety concerns. Let me stress, the safety of the flying public is our mission. The FAA allows Boeing employees to do their own safety inspections. Whitaker says the FAA is halfway through an audit of Boeing's Renton facility and one of Boeing's suppliers, Spirit Aerosystems. Snowpack is not looking good in Washington. Washington State climatologist Nick Bond has been reviewing the measurements. It's quite bad in parts of the state, especially the Olympic Mountains are now 29% of normal in terms of how much water is in that snowpack bank. Other parts of the state, including the central Cascade Mountains, are only in 60 to 70% of normal range. Bond blames this winter's El Nino weather pattern for our warmer and drier conditions, and he says with hope... A wet spring could boost water supplies in area reservoirs. A big gun bust is underway. Federal Way Discount Guns, a firearms store, will have to pay $3 million for violating the state's ban on selling high-capacity magazines. The store was found guilty of selling magazines that hold more than 10 rounds of ammunition. That's been illegal since 2022. Attorney General Bob Ferguson, who's making a run for governor, announced the settlement today. They knew they were violating the law, and they continued to sell these magazines. It took a court order to get them to follow the law. They fought our investigation every step of the way, including ignoring a court order to cooperate. Ferguson says the store sold about 4,000 magazines after the ban went into effect. The settlement money will be used to fund efforts by law enforcement to reduce gun violence. Workers are accusing Starbucks of 47 more labor violations. The union, Starbucks Workers United, said today that over the past two months, it's filed 47 unfair labor practice charges. 
Accusations came from stores around the country and include retaliation against union-supporting workers, refusing to provide a disability accommodation, and threatening to call police over union activity. A company spokesperson stresses that the charges have not gone before a judge and that some of the workers disciplined had violated longstanding company policies. But this adds to the pile of worker criticisms. Already, the Federal Labor Board has found 46 times that the company violated labor laws. We've been following the tribulations of a group of Venezuelan immigrants in King County. They've found housing at the Kent Quality Inn, but tomorrow's moving day for 200 of them. They're being relocated to two hotels. Gustavo Segrero has the story. Once they get settled for the next three weeks, the immigrants still have work to do. Officials with the city of Seattle will connect them with legal experts to apply for asylum and work permits. Many are from Venezuela and have temporary protected status granted by the U.S. government, which means they have special protections to work in the U.S. The thing is, those applications typically take months to process, which means three weeks of emergency housing isn't going to be enough. That's why they're trying to raise funds through their social media group called Comunidad Sin Fronteras to pay for more emergency housing. And the city of Seattle, which is helping foot the bill on limited funds, is also looking for solutions. One of the more likely sources of institutional funding that could come through is from the state legislature, which will have to approve a budget proposal of $8 million from the state government to help new migrants. That money wouldn't come until later this year. Gustavo Sagredo, KUOW News. To Bellevue now, the city has finally found a group to run an RV lot, which is for homeless people living in their vehicles. Bellevue City Council approved the program a year ago, but has struggled to find a service provider. Nico Quijano with the city of Bellevue says they'll work with the Redmond-based nonprofit for tomorrow. The pilot is designed to serve 20 households living in their vehicle at a time. We know that there's at least that many people living in their vehicles in the city of Bellevue. It'll have security, case managers, and bathrooms with showers. Quijano says they will be selective about who can park there. The program will start by preferring or prioritizing people who are living in passenger vehicles as opposed to RVs or other larger vehicles. The city will pay for tomorrow about a half a million dollars to run the site through the end of the year. start seeing signature gatherers in your neighborhood who are pushing for a new tax on businesses in Seattle. They're the same group that successfully got voters to approve a social housing initiative last year. And now they're back with a 5% payroll tax proposal to pay for that social housing. It would affect businesses that pay employees more than $1 million a year in total compensation. The money would go towards building and acquiring affordable housing. And the group has 180 days to collect signatures to try to get it on the ballot. It's already got opposition from the Seattle Metropolitan Chamber of Commerce, who told Crosscut the plan is tax first, plan later, and hope for results. Finally today, health officials are installing kiosks around Washington that dispense free COVID-19 and flu tests. The Department of Health is paying for all the supplies so that people in underserved communities can access them. These kiosks will be open 24-7, primarily at community spaces like libraries, food banks, transit centers, and churches, and each will be different based on where it's at. Tribal nations or local health jurisdictions choose what extra supplies are included. 
They get to choose from naloxone, pregnancy tests, tests for sexually transmitted infections, fentanyl test strips, and over-the-counter medications. And that is a wrap from the KUOW Newsroom in Seattle. Our producer is Andy Hurst, and I'm Paige Browning. We'll be back tomorrow with another episode. See ya!